And you're asking me if this is from a fluke? Could it be? Mulder, the scolex is a tiny little organ. This is a huge bite mark. How big can these things get? Mulder, I... I'm sorry. I felt like old times here for a second. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. My, my friend, Brett, is our guest this week. Uh, my second oldest friend, Brett. Welcome, Brett. Hi, thank you for having me. Brett, what is your relationship to the X-Files? My relationship to the X-Files is mainly through you, Shelby. I've like seen a few episodes over the years, and I watched the first season once, like a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. But I mainly, whenever I think of the X-Files, like you and your uh, undying so love. Sweet. Um, for Fox and Jillian Anderson. I don't want to reduce her <laughs> to Scully so uh, because she like I think she transcends among above like above the X Files, but I'd rather keep David Duchovny within the X Files. <laughs> I I understand entirely. <laughs> yeah, I also um the other a couple of weeks ago we talked about him and his books that he's writing now and I was like, Oh, this is a good career prove it. And I just saw that one of his books is being made into a show that he's starring in. Ooh. And I was like, Man, I'm out here defending you. <laughs> and then you do this. <laughs> it's very, very mean to me. <laughs> he's putting he's making you do a lot of work. Yeah. He really is. It's it's very trying to like tolerate David Duchovny out here. <laughs> he's he's really giving you a challenge. Yes, I'm I'm up for it. Let's go. <laughs> so this week we were discussing season one, episode two, called The Host. Uh, this episode aired September 23rd, 1994. It was written by Chris Carter and directed by Daniel Sackheim. Uh, I was watching, I broke out the Blu-rays to watch this to see if they had any interesting tidbits and like the behind the scenes stuff. And I watched this clip of Chris Carter talking about this episode. He said that it was inspired by a couple things. One, his dog had worms. So he was thinking about worms. Oh my God. (laughs) And then he was reading about Chernobyl and then reading about like the extinction of species and that all like coalesced into this episode, which is very weird. weird (laughs) It does. It tracks. (laughs) But also this is one of the most iconic monsters of the X-Files. It's uh, I think it's one that people think a lot about, like the fluke man, you know, and I think the fluke man is a very fun monster in that he's very creepy and it really works. And this is a very disgusting episode to me. Yeah, (laughs) it's something the X-Files doesn't uh, achieve much of grossing me out, but this one does gross me out. Mm -hmm. So the plot summary of this episode is that a Russian boat off the coast of New Jersey releases this this creature into the ocean and the creature climbs into the sewer of Newark and Mulder gets assigned to the case, which he thinks is nothing. He thinks he's being jacked around by the FBI. And so he's very grumpy, but he realizes that there is something to the case. And so he and Scully investigate this murder, which is very suspicious in its very X-Files-y way. And so they're trying to catch this monster and they do, but the forces uh, decide that they're just going to release it. And uh, the, the creature escapes after they catch it. So they have to get it again. And they finally kill it, but do they? And yeah, that's kind of what happens. Sorry that plot summary is a little weak. I forgot to write one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. It was good. It's, yeah, it's very much like a chasing around. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was... 
it was it's very funny to me because like it's a TV show, right? But I was thinking about how like Mulder's in DC, he gets assigned to the case, so he goes to New Jersey. Then he comes back to DC and then goes back to Jersey, comes back to DC, and it's just like, man, he's really racking up the bills this episode. Yeah, really logging those miles. I don't even know how far DC is from New Jersey, but he says he takes a shuttle, so I guess there's like a bus of some sort between the two cities. Yeah, I think so. I've taken the bus from Boston to DC before. Mm-hmm. They went through New Jersey, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's probably not that far. I know. I so we we say this as people that grew up in Texas, and it's just like yeah, it takes us five hours to leave the damn state. So <laughs> yeah, like I yeah have like anything that is under like three hours is like a short distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so the, the cold open for this episode is the Russian boat that we just mentioned. And I forgot that the inciting incident was the Russian boat before I invited Brett on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was serendipitous because Brett Brett speaks Russian and studies Russian and stuff. So how was the Russian critique it? It was fine. Um, it's kind of hard to understand at certain times. But like, it sounded fine. There's like, I guess they were speaking in sailor slang. As soon as I hear it, I was like, oh, this is exactly why Shelby asked me specifically for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It was accidental. I also wanted to ask, is it normal for uh, Russians to just get their name tattooed on their arm? (laughs) So I don't think so. Like there's this whole (laughs) culture of um, like sailor culture in Russian. It's actually, I think, where the Mm -hmm. word for Russian swear words comes from because the word for swear words is mat. And the word for a sailor is matros. Um, but like, it might be common, but it was hilarious to me whenever they kept on referring to him as uh, John Doe, when he literally had his name tattooed on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No one, these, these stupid Americans. No one reads Cyrillic. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, this is after the Cold War has technically ended, you know, only a couple of years. So like America doesn't care about teaching all of its agents how to learn Russian anymore. <laughs> I guess not. Like, no one... And, like, in New Jersey is very Russian. Like, there are tons of Russians in New Jersey and, like, in that area. And no one thought, like, huh, what does this tattoo say? Let me ask someone. <laughs> As he's just, like, lying in the morgue, yeah. unidentified, and has this really distinctive tattoo on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, so they're on the ship, and the, the toilets are blocked up. And so they need to unblock the sewer system before they can flush it into the sea. So they have the youngest crew member, Dimitri. Ageism. Try to... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they have him go in to unblock the system, but he gets pulled in by something and they're all trying to pull him out. And he just gets sucked in and then they release the, the system. And so he ends up into the sewer system of Newark where he's found and the case is assigned to Mulder and Mulder very begrudgingly takes the, uh, the case. I also love the scene where he's at his wiretap duty. Uh, he's bored as hell because he's doodling. He's he's flicking sunflower seeds into a styrofoam cup. That desk is disgusting. I feel so bad for the agent who had to take over after him. Like he's just left all of his like spitty, like spit covered sunflower seed shells everywhere. Exactly. (laughs) So he gets relieved of his wiretapping duty to go to this murder investigation assigned to him by Skinner. And so we cut to Mulder in the sewer. He sees the body and he's he's pissed. He's like, this is nothing. This is just a drug killing. I did love the line uh, when the cop is like, what would you like us to do with the body? And Mulder goes, wrap it up and send it to the FBI. Care of Assistant Director Skinner. <laughs> he's pissed. He's he's still in his flop era. Yeah, yeah. 
And as I mentioned, he, he was in New Jersey and he's like, okay, well, I'm so pissed. I'm going to go back to DC and yell at Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> as you do. Um, not a smart move, Mulder. He only has one brain cell. He can't think things through. That's so true. <laughs> That's why he needs Scully. Yeah. So he, he goes to Skinner's office and he's yelling at him and then Skinner's like, okay, do you want to talk now? And he's like, yes. And he walks in and Skinner's in the middle of a meeting. So then Skinner just berates Mulder in front of everybody. <laughs> Which deserved, mm-hmm. I will say that. It was satisfying for me. Yes. I, I was like, oh, poor baby. He's in his flop era. Everyone <laughs> needs to adjust accordingly. Uh, and then we have the first scene of Mulder and Scully on the park bench in a very scenic part of Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. uh, it being the Washington Monument. He's sitting sadly on a park bench. <laughs> and I guess maybe Scully just knows that's his his sad spot. But she comes by. <laughs> And she's like, is this seat taken? And he says, no, but I should warn you, I'm experiencing violent impulses. And she says, well, I'm armed, so I'll take my chances. Cute. <laughs> so cute. And and she and Jillian Anderson is just sitting very normally on the bench in that she's got her back turned to the camera <laughs> I- to hide her very practical pregnant stomach i cannot wait to get like normal distanced full body shots of jillian anderson again because it just feels so weird how they have to like physically place her in all of her scenes is she pregnant during the season oh yeah she's very pregnant right now okay yeah, she's like a couple weeks from her due date, mm-hmm. I think. Imagine the so... influence of David Duchovny on a baby in utero. <laughs> <laughs> How is Piper? Is she okay? What do we know about her? <laughs> she worked on season 10 and 11. That's cool. In the art department, I think. Oh, nice. That's cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know that much about Piper, but she is... She's like our age. Mm-hmm. She's born 94. Um, but yeah... <laughs> And this is the scene where Mulder tells Scully he's thinking of leaving the bureau. And my my note here is, and do what? Like, outside of working for the FBI, this man is not employable. Yeah, I like how he's like, I'll just continue my work somehow. Like, with what money, Mulder? Like, there's not a lot of money in aliens. He's going to he's gonna do the circuit. He's going to go to the cons and get paid fees <laughs> to talk about aliens. And shit. maybe. <laughs> he's, he's a little proto. Maybe. Is he going to bring his resume to the lone gunman? <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna work for the Glock. <laughs> Please pay me money. Uh, it's 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 such a shame. He's he's a little too early to have a Patreon and a Twitch stream where he does like a uh, paranormal. Oh yeah, Twitch he would stream. he would totally be all over Patreon. I feel. Yeah, he could he could top the list. I think. I wonder what his five dollar tier reward would be. <laughs> I think he could have really thrived on OnlyFans. Like. Yeah, point, that's true too. He keeps, he keeps on promising that he'll release a picture of an alien, but like yeah. only when he hits a thousand subscribers. <laughs> he David Duchovny already has. Have y'all ever seen that picture of David Duchovny and he's like nude and there's like a teacup covering his crotch? Ew. No, thankfully. <laughs> Gross. Oh, he's he's already got the covering for And then uh, Mulder has the line. It's like, they don't want us working together, Scully. And that's the only reason I can think to stay. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That was a really sweet moment. It's so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Chris Carter writes these lines and he's like, oh, they're platonic. <laughs> I hate that, man. It's like, like, okay, I'm not saying there's anything inherently romantic about that. But like, your characters have such intense chemistry. And then you have them say lines like that. And then you're like, oh, they're platonic. And it's like, I don't know about that, Chief. Raise your hand if you've ever been gaslit by Chris Carter saying Mulder and Scully are platonic. 
<laughs> exactly. We all have our hands yeah. raised. It's true. But it, it but it's so, it's so interesting. It's like, you know, Mueller has this drive for finding out the truth, but at the end of the day, he, he's he's kind of at the end of his rope. <laughs> he's like, "Look, if if I don't have you beside me to tell me when I'm doing something wrong, I don't know what I have, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he has this, this and then <laughs> Scully's pleading with him, like, please just let me do the autopsy. You have this case, don't you? She's she's really trying to help a homie out. It's very sweet. Yeah. Scully rules. I love her. Yeah. She's like, let me just help you in whatever way I can, which is like right now just like doing the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of re- is really like resistant to like letting her do it. And I don't really understand that because it's like, I mean, that's her job. What are they going to do? Be like, yeah, she's already doing autopsy. And like, and she can just request to do it. They can always deny her the request. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine, Mulder. <laughs> uh, and, and so she does the autopsy, and she finds the flukeworm in the body. Mm-hmm. Very creepy flukeworm. Yeah. It reminds me of the, like, I mean, because it is a flatworm, but, like, in intro bio classes, you have to, like, dissect or, like, look at the, like, flatworms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, really big because, like, they're usually, like, it really is small. Okay, I thought it yeah. was really big, too. And, like, I didn't know how big they were supposed to be, but it was huge. Not that big. And I felt like yeah. it should cause more concern than it did. Yeah, yeah. Like, usually they're, like, pretty small, not quite microscopic, but, like, you can, like, put them under a microscope and, like, magnify them. So not, like, you know, bacteria microscopic, but, like, still, like, really tiny normally. Yeah, like, the one they find in the body is, like, a good, like, I don't know, probably, like, four to six inches. And it's just, like, too big. It's really gross. And it's, like, really thick. Yeah. Like, it's bigger than, like, a like a worm you'd find, like, an earthworm yeah, or something. Yeah, it's huge. So she, she finds a fluke worm, so she gets a lead on, like, what's happening. Or maybe she doesn't, because it's also possible, like, a worm just got in the body, because it was in the sewer, so... And it's not a very sanitary place, so. But she's like, oh, okay, maybe this is something. And then we have, we're back in New Jersey, and we have some sewer workers down in the sewer. And one of them gets attacked by something, kind of pulled under. Uh, but the other worker helps him back up, and he goes to the hospital. He has this this big bite on his back. And my, my note about this the guy who, the sanitation worker that gets bit, his name is Matthew Bennett. And I recognized him from Battlestar Galactica. He is one of the Cylons. He's mm-hmm. Doral. But this man has such a Canadian resume. He was on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> he was on like two-parter for Degrassi. He was on Flashpoint. He was on Orphan Black. Oh, wow. <laughs> like this, this is just a, the Canadian. <laughs> the Canadian extra you hire for your minor Yeah, roles. yeah. <laughs> He's he's just working. If there's a film in Canada, he's he's working on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was also on The Expanse, which I assume shoots in Canada, um, based on the fact that he's Canadian and it's a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But uh, yeah, so. Mulder goes to check out the sanitation worker who he gets a call about and Scully calls to tell Mulder about the worm and then Mulder gets a very ominous phone call from his new source who who tells him that he is a, a friend at the FBI and he's like who's this and then the guy hangs up but that's our first key into the new source so a lot a lot of jumping around like this this episode has like a lot of scenes kind of you know establishing a sh- like we're not in one spot very often, which is I think it really works because it really is like propelling the story forward pretty quickly. But we <laughs> Scully, you know, calls him and is like, get back down here. So he leaves New Jersey once again to go to D.C., uh, really putting in those miles. And Scully is telling him about the fluke worm that she found. And Mulder shows her the bite on the sanitation worker. And he's like, oh, is this the same? Because she says like the bite is from a Skolex, which is the mouth, I mm-hmm. think, of a flatworm. And he's like, oh, is this it? <laughs> She's like, that's huge no (laughs) (laughs) like what are you talking about 
you're trying to that you're trying to get me to say that this this huge bite is a flatworm. And he's just like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he loves he loves doing that to Scully. Yeah. I will say his his like comment in the scene when she's like talking like at, talking about like flatworms and like how many people like are like how many people are like affected by them or whatever and he's like are you about to tell me a bad story about sushi and I was like racist Mulder. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We're canceling you for this, Chris Carter. God. <laughs> and she's like, no, uh, but but if you want to hear about steaks, I'll tell you about steaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. It reminded me of, this is kind of gross, but it reminded me of, I was, as a kid, not like a kid, as like a teen, I guess. I was like really into like Animal Planet and Discovery Channel mm-hmm. and stuff, and I'd watch them mm-hmm. a lot. And they had this one about like parasites in people and they were interviewing this guy and he's like oh yeah i have like a worm like a parasite worm in me but he was like really cavalier about it he was just like you know if i'm eating a baked potato i'll be like oh well i'll have another one because i'm eating for two because i have this worm inside that's me. not how that works <laughs> that's iconic <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it's fine. But then I think the worm was like causing him pain. He's yeah. like, okay, well, I should probably get it removed it's now. It's like also like stealing all of your body's nutrition. <laughs> well, that's what the two baked potatoes were. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just give it double the baked potato. <laughs> exactly. It's it's logically it's sound. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! <laughs> I love I love all the weirdos on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> And so Mulder is like, oh, is this in there? You know, she's like, no, it's that's a huge bite. And the organ is small. And so they're kind of going back and forth. And she just goes like, I love the scene because, you know, I love the banter. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me so happy because it's just so fun. And she just like goes, oh, sorry, Mulder. It felt like old times there for a minute. (laughs) It's like, oh, no, they're split up. Don't remind me. And before Mulder goes to leave, he 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 tells Scully like, oh, I don't know who you told about a conversation, but I'd prefer if you didn't tell anybody I was thinking about leaving the FBI. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's it's so fucked up. He thought that she would tell somebody. I know. Like, this, what? Like, this is the whole thing. You I know? like how his first jump is to like, oh, Scully like betrayed our trust here instead of like oh the organization that has been like bugging me and tracking me and doing all this stuff has like i don't know another person like either another source for me or just like another person that's just like trying to fuck with me but he's like no it's scully and it's like dude yeah like she would not she looks so hurt too when he suggests that it's like you Mm -hmm. ass yeah yeah it was it was so messed up i hated it so point, negative points to Mulder for doing mm-hmm. that. This next scene is the one that grosses me out the most, where the sanitation worker is throwing up the the worms. Everything about the scene disgusts oh, me. The so fact bad. that he puts like gobs of toothpaste <laughs> I was in about his to mouth. Say, there's like some body <sighs> horror in this episode, but the most intense body horror moment was how much toothpaste he put in his mouth. <laughs> oh god, it made me want to gag. I had to like look through, so watch it through like my fingers. It was it was so gross. It was so gross. Well, like until he started just like squirting the toothpaste directly in his mouth, I was. Like, oh, is this how other brush their teeth? Like, is this yeah, just, like, like a different really method. Aggressive. Like, is this the method from the nineties? And then, <laughs> then it, like everything goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh- and so he 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 tries to he tries to brush the awful taste out of his mouth by swallowing gobs of toothpaste like that's gonna do anything. Ugh. And then he gets in the shower and he's just like spitting up the flatworm and it was so gross. 
<laughs> it was very effective, but it was so gross. <laughs> yeah, and then it just like goes down the drain. <laughs> yes. The last thing that Newark City sewer system needs is more flatworms in this no episode. No kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> the next lead Mulder gets is that he goes to the sanitation plate and he talks to the guy in charge, like the foreman of the sanitation plant. And I love this guy. He's, he's such a good he's character. He's so great. He's such a good manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also like feels like a person you met. Right. You he know? feels like that is his actual job. Like that's just like they just hired as like a sanitation plant manager. Yeah, he's like got dad jokes out the wazoo. Yeah. And he he's just he's very much like that guy that's very passionate about his job that like nobody really totally gets the, the joy of, you know? And this is also this this is the scene where we see the the fluke man for like the first time. Um because a worker spots it and then back flushes the system and catches it in like a tube and it's it's very spooky. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a human basically because it is a human underneath all the prosthetics but then it has that sucker mouth and yeah and my note for the fluke man is the guy who plays the fluke man is actually the x-files writer darren morgan yeah. who wrote some of the most iconic episodes of the x-files you'll be proud of me shelby i looked that up because um <laughs> oh did you my wife j- joked that it was like is that doug jones because doug jones is like the monster character actor and i was like you know what i don't know actually and so we paused on the credits and i remember seeing darren morgan like credited at the beginning of the episode but i didn't think it was necessarily the same darren morgan and then we paused the credits right. at the end and we're like oh well they didn't credit the fluke man which is like bizarre so then i looked on imdb and i was like oh it's darren morgan okay that makes sense yeah that's fun yeah uh <laughs> Darren Darren Morgan has a funny story where he uh, he he was like on a flight and David Duchovny was on the same flight and David Duchovny didn't know who Darren Morgan was because <laughs> like I I don't think he had written he hadn't written his first episode for the X Files yet and so, so he like went up to David Duchovny to like prank him and he was just like will you sign my book. <laughs> 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 and David Duchovny was like, sure. And he's like, can you sign it to my arch nemesis? And he's like, why? And he's like, I was a fluke man. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it. I can't imagine being in that much makeup. I was about to say that was enjoyable. That's a that that was hours of makeup. And it must have been so hot under there. Yeah. Yeah. There's like because you can see like his real lips as the like bottom layer under the process. And this, but it's like two layers of like fake lip top of his real lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> For sure. And we also have a scene where Scully, she's reading up on worms on this 90 ass, 90s ass like computer, just reading about worms as you do. And she has a, a magazine slipped under her office door, which is what connects the fact that the victim was Russian because she it has like a blurb about some monster on a Russian car go ship and then she's like oh wait that's what that tattoo was <laughs> his name the very obvious <laughs> tattoo at the beginning yes <laughs> i guess in her defense like the skin was like pretty decom like decomposed for being in the sewer water but yeah it was also kind of obvious that it was some sort of lettering and next we have we have scully's turn to go to new jersey <laughs> well there's like okay scully come down you're not gonna believe what we found <laughs> And so she gets there and they're in like a, it was like a psychiatric facility of some Mm -hmm. sort or like a hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, it said Middlesex. I'm like, man, I can't believe New New England people live like this. (laughs) Was it also maybe a shout out to the fact that like flatworms are hermaphroditic too? I don't know. Because they mentioned that like their quote unquote genderless is like, you know, gender is a social (laughs) construct. So yeah. yeah. But like hermaphroditic, yes. 
as in they have sex they have sex organs for both sexes um and can reproduce by themselves um yeah i was wondering if maybe just like i mean i know that in england and in new england there's like you know middlesex essex like stuff like that but like i was thinking oh maybe the middlesex location was a shout out to the fact that flatworms are hermaphroditic but maybe that's giving chris carter too much credit that would make a lot of sense because they make a big deal about them being hermaphroditic like they talk about the sex organs a lot yeah they do well well, it's not a human (laughs) but it's humanoid but look no sex organs look there's no there's no genitals Yeah, like it's, it was like a weird. <laughs> That's focus. obviously the first thing Moloch yeah. keys into. <laughs> like not the weird mouth. He's like, can we fuck this sleep farm? But they're like, there's no genitals. <laughs> <laughs> the, he's he's always he's always picking up the little things. Mulder is. <laughs> Mulder shows Scully the the man. He's like hiding in the corner, so you can't see him very well. Uh, you don't really. I mean, there's some scenes where you see him a lot better, but for the most part, it's like a lot is. Just like you see his face and like his feet sometimes, but for the most part, you don't really see the flickering very much, uh, which it's not a surprising choice because I think a lot of horror kind of wants to hint at stuff rather than like outright mm-hmm. say it, right? And I think I think Chris Carter said he he wished we saw less of the flukeworm. He didn't. Also, he kept calling him fluky. I would also like to note that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he he said he said he wanted us to see less of fluky, but we did see kind of a lot of fluky, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and this is also the point where. Kind of, kind of mirroring what Mulder said earlier, Scully says to Mulder about him wanting to leave. She said, "I'd consider it more than more than a, a professional loss if you decided to leave." Aww. so sweet. They, they're just, they're so amped to work together, but they won't let. She's, them. I think she's trying to get to get Mulder to stay in the FBI for his own mental health. She's like, "What will happen if you don't?" <laughs> the structure of this job you're so depressed you're gonna just be at some ufo conference just go off the yeah. rails she's like she is, please she's stay. just looking out for him <laughs> uh and then well, Mulder meets with skinner where skinner's like okay well the government doesn't think we could try him the, the fluke man and so they were gonna do some psychiatric exam on him <laughs> Mulder's like it's a monster i don't know what y'all are going to find uh it's not it's not a human <laughs> yeah Y'all, y'all are approaching this all wrong. I find it weird that like they're not wanting to just like destroy the fluke man immediately. Mm. Yeah, because like that's how they yeah. kind of treat yeah. everything else. Like, and especially like a lot of like the myth arc stuff. It's like destroy it, or at least like make it seem like it's been destroyed. But they're like, I mean, we can't technically try the fluke man because he's not human so i guess we're just gonna try to like psychologically probe it and it's like how (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i guess in skinner's defense he does seem to understand this because uh like Mulder says like you had a pair of agents that could have handled a case Mm -hmm. like this agent scully and i might have been able to save that man's life that man being the sanitation worker who got bit died Mm -hmm. (laughs) and skinner's like i know we all take our orders (laughs) and it's sort of like skinner's like i didn't shut y'all down just to clarify yeah (laughs) like please stop taking it out on me Mulder be nicer to Skinner Mulder yeah he's like one of your only allies really truly or in the FBI Um, and of course, uh, predictably, the fluke man escapes. Yeah. Why didn't and- they like Hannibal Lecter him up? They like just like have him strapped strapped to a gurney, but like knowing that like I don't know, it's a dangerous and b like biting is how it is killing people. Like, why are they just like leaving its <laughs> whole like mouth 
like free. <laughs> well, I don't understand. It's like, is there the implication yeah. that the fluke man is like really slippery? Because like I assume the fluke, fluke worms are really slippery. And like, how else would he get out of like? Because he was strapped down, like not yeah. very well, but yeah. like did he just slide mm-hmm. out? I guess. Yeah, they don't they don't put a lot of effort into detailing how he got out, but I I kind of assumed he slipped out, but yeah. maybe he also has superhuman strength. He is radioactive. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he gets out and then of course his first impulse as a fluke man is to crawl into a porta potty nearby. <laughs> and we get that great shot of like the camera zooming into the porta potty and his face just like sitting there <laughs> waiting for someone to sit down to my so good. <laughs> It, it reminded me of like all those um like those urban legends about like people getting like a snake biting them on the ass or something body, yeah. you know when they go to sit on the mm. toilet so gross yeah <laughs> it was kind of a fake out because instead of having someone sit down and get bit uh, a worker comes and sucks sucks out the porta potty contents contents <laughs> politely <laughs> contents <laughs> into a sewage truck and the fluke man gets sucked up i would too. also like to say like, finally that this is some great cast like extra casting as well because this dude looks like he absolutely works for like a porta potty company oh, <laughs> just 100%. like yes. smoking a cigarette like just absolutely yeah. he's got like long curly hair <laughs> and um Mulder gets called to the crime scene where the uh, the guy transporting the flukeworm got killed and he gets another call from his source who just says reinstatement of the X-Files must be undeniable and then hangs up it's like what does that mean you know I mean on the face it's like we need un- we need the X-Files to be reinstated and there needs to be no doubt in it being reinstated mm-hmm. right putting a lot on Mulder he's he's not in a good place emotionally you can't ask him to do things like this <laughs> I like how he seems I know it's his life mostly work. just kind of confused by this like supportive <laughs> source he just like doesn't know what to do with professional support (laughs) sad he's just like who the hell is trying to reach out to me even though he's had like two sources before and like also like scully's just like sitting there on the park bench like what the fuck dude i've been trying (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah so Mulder realizes the truck probably has a man goes to the sewage plant we meet our our good friend the foreman again and they're walking and they're looking for it and scully's like it's looking for a host it's it's planting its larvae and this is it we're trying to reproduce. That's why it's biting people. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Um, but it, that bit of tidbit kind of feels inconsequential, if that makes sense. Like, if it's trying to reproduce, it's making smaller worms. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was kind of yeah. a, a bit of an odd piece, I think. It felt kind of thrown in there, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to make it have, like, bigger consequences. Like, you have to catch it now or, like, we'll have, like, a ton of these fluke men everywhere. But it's like, yeah. it, just make bigger, they just make, it just makes big fluke worms, like. It doesn't make other fluke humanoids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But may, I guess maybe the fluke worm doesn't know that. True. You know? Like the biological need to reproduce supersedes the fact that it can't reproduce in that. It can't create itself, yeah. I guess. Mm. It can create other smaller fluke yeah. worms. I also think that the show... Like, Chris Carter maybe doesn't fully understand, like, radiation exposure and, like, mutations and stuff, too. Because, like, okay, so Fluke fluke Man is a result of Chernobyl. But if it was, like, that heavily irradiated, I think it would have just died. Right? Yeah. Because, like, I know that, like... Yeah, and also, is it, like, a human that got, like, somehow mixed up with a worm or a worm and somehow became, like, a giant? (laughs) Like, there are organisms that, like, survived the radiation of Chernobyl. Mm. But, like, it was usually stuff that was, like 
like further out from the radius, right? It wasn't, I don't know. I just thought that was like a little confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, a fluke worm is a pretty simple organism. It would have just died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Or I guess, I guess there's a certain logic of like, since it's so simple, it's easier to manipulate mm-hmm. it. Whereas like with us, when you have a uh, some sort of mutation, it would have to be a pretty big mutation to give us that big of mm-hmm. an effect, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we get to, we get the scene where they the fluke man gets spotted in the part of the sewer. It was where they found the body, and so the foreman and Mulder go to try to catch it, and the foreman goes to close this gate and uh, prevent it from going out into the ocean where it would disappear forever. But he slips and falls into the water, mm. which Mulder immediately pulls out his gun. What a cop! What is that supposed to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, it's never surfaced. Also, like... Like, what the hell are, are you going to do? You're going to end up shooting the foreman who you're trying to save, who has been super helpful exactly. towards you, by the way. Like, just get him out. Yeah. And he can't He can't get him out. And so Mulder decides about next best thing is to jump in. What a dumb <laughs> Into sewage. <laughs> he jumps into sewage probably- and the fluke man's like, mm, I don't want to bite this one. <laughs> He, he does. He probably didn't taste good. He probably got a mouthful of stewage too when he jumped. In. <laughs> <laughs> no one can say Mulder is not dedicated to his work. That's really true. Like jumped into sewage, and like I think there was the implication that he didn't really bathe fully afterward when he sees Scully. Right? Like he says, like, "Oh, you may not want oh, to hug that joke been in about- sewage all day." You've bathed and changed your clothes, right? I hope so. You just can't get that stink off you. I just don't think you can get that stink off you, you know? It just infects your pores. Yeah. Yeah, so then Mulder manages to pull the gate as the fluke man's escaping, so he cuts him in half. And we we see the legs, right? They kind of surface. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. I think yeah. So. And uh and then we get the mimicking the bench scene earlier. Scully walks up and she's like, Is the seat taken? <laughs> but this time he says, No, but I should warn you I may reek a bit of the sewer. <laughs> I may reek a bit of the sewer. Just a bit. <laughs> what the hell, Mulder? <laughs> And this is when she she tells him about how the ship was involved in the salvage of Chernobyl. And so this worm got irradiated or this human got irradiated. It's very unclear. Maybe but she does a- have a great line fluke worm inside of a human that got irradiated maybe like what's a in there like a classic horror movie where it's like a fly and a man get combined uh right? yeah you're talking Something about like, like the fly i think with uh jeff goldblum maybe i don't know yeah it's like really gross he like starts looking like a fly <laughs> and it's just like Bleh. oh god ah. yeah uh and 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 scully's like nature didn't this we did and it was born in a primordial soup of radioactive sewage just really great lines mm-hmm. <laughs> um which i think i think it's interesting obviously i think the radiation stuff doesn't hit as well because it is it's it's a big stretch as far as scientifically speaking mm-hmm. but i do think the idea that like humans are are causing things to change in nature is like obviously true right mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of uh the peppered moth mm-hmm. which is this moth that was like white there's like a white one and a black one and after industrialization when the air became more polluted and like there was a lot of soot in the air the white ones became a lot more rare because it's just harder to hide in like a very sooty mm-hmm. environment so they've got eaten a lot and so in that regard i mean obviously that's more like natural selection than like radioactive yeah soup <laughs> yeah so it's not like not quite the same but yeah like this idea that we're we're actively changing our environment mm-hmm. uh it's definitely true and i think i think that could have been like maybe explored a little bit better in this episode but i think overall this is still a really good episode yeah i think i think 
now it feels a bit like incomplete because it could have been explored more but i feel like for its time it was like oh what are the consequences of our actions like it was like a bit kind of like how you mentioned in when we watched darkness falls like with the eco terrorists that like you know it was kind of just like climate change is a thing that's happening um kind of like really early early for you know being the X-Files and stuff, I feel like this is kind of like a similar vein. It's kind of like trying to be another type of like warning as well. That just like, I don't know. It's like they mm-hmm. could have gone further with it, I feel. But for the time, I think they did need to in order to have an impact. So they just didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it very much felt it, it bore. It, it came out of this fear of Chernobyl and mm-hmm. like its consequences, mm-hmm. which are very real. Uh, But it was a it didn't. Yeah, it's I don't really know that much about Chernobyl, but <laughs> I mean, uh, nuclear power plant had a big, big meltdown. Yeah, that, that happened in 86 mm-hmm. and this aired in 94. Mm-hmm. So was that eight mm-hmm. years? So, yeah, so for sure. I, I didn't have anywhere I was going. You're good. <laughs> But I did, of course, love and very. This is this is something the X Files does a lot, where you know Mulder and Scully come to some sort of conclusion, but then it cuts to like the creature lurking and just kind of like waiting to make their next move. And so, in that vein, we get a shot of the fluke man in the water, and then his eyes open, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay, he's still yeah, out there. That was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, that's that's so that's so X Files. <laughs> so now it is time for our segments and. I always say every time I edit it, I'm always like, it's time for our segments. And, and as always, we start with Mulder's <laughs> rating, like every single time. <laughs> so as always, we start with the Mulder rating this week. Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! And I'll go first. Um, I put him at a three, but honestly, I think I'm going to have a four because I've kind of forgot that he blamed Scully. She thought he thought Scully told somebody about their conversation, which she obviously wouldn't. So I'll give him a four. But he wasn't very annoying. I mean, he was annoying, but like not that much. Sure. I'll go next. Um, Yeah, I give him a seven also because of him <laughs> accusing Scully of betraying their trust. Like what an asshole. Um, And I do think he is kind of annoying in this episode, but it's mostly because he doesn't want to do the job he's assigned to do which like i feel on a on a level uh to some degree so i get that um so i I, i'll give him a little more leeway because of that because like you know who i don't want to work either um but (laughs) yeah dude that was so rude to accuse scully the way he did so yeah he gets a seven okay brett what is your rating so i think i'll give him a six because and it would be higher, but I'll tell you why it's not higher. But, like, he's really rude to okay. Scully and, like, accuses her of betrayal. He's also just, like, so annoyingly smarmy to Skinner. And, like, I know that yeah. we, don't, we don't stand Skinner, but, like, he's so annoying to Skinner. And, like, he would be higher. Like, I think if that was all of it, it would be eight. But he's, like, he's fine to the sanitation, like, four-man guy. Um, and, like, so that's why he kind of, like, goes down from an eight to a six in my books. But, like, just to... Scully and Skinner, he's just really obnoxious. Yeah, I, I agree. He was also really obnoxious to the doctor in the hospital when the first sanitation mm. worker got hurt. But she was also being like really bitchy to the patient. So she which, was like she was like, oh, I just thought this was like a workman's cop scam. Yeah. I was like, 
Which he's honestly, giant like, I've, I've worked with doctors before. Honestly, like, she was very realistic. Um, So, like, that that is legit what, so, not all doctors, but that is legit what some doctors think whenever people come in. Sometimes, like, doctors see patients as just, like, complaining problems they have to fix instead of, like, people. But Which is so weird because that's their whole right. damn job. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. So, like, he was, what are you he, doing was otherwise? he was kind of bitchy to her, but, like, it was deserved because she was, like, really bitchy to him and to the patient it's like not cool mm. lady mm-hmm. yeah so I agree yeah he was pretty obnoxious this episode. <laughs> uh it's i feel like his obnoxiousness is always just like backronoids to me you know like i'm always like oh yeah <laughs> you're so used to it i am i'm so used to it. and next we have scully's sassiest moment so uh this must be the enigmatic agent scully brett do you want to go first um she wasn't very sassy this she wasn't it's but be- i think it's because she's like so worried about Mulder's just general well-being she's not very sassy to him right now i guess like whenever she like claps back at him whenever he accuses her of the betrayal and mm-hmm. like saying like that she doesn't tell anyone like I, you could feel there was like i wouldn't call it sassy but like she was pushing back and i appreciated mm-hmm. that totally yeah I agree. laura do you want to go next sure um hmm. yeah i agree this episode she's not really necessarily sassy but one of my i guess one of my favorite moments is whenever <laughs> Mulder does come to her and asks like basically if like it could be like a human-sized flatworm <laughs> and she's like no they're like three centimeters at most <laughs> That was that was pretty that yes. was pretty funny. Yeah. Um yeah. and I do like kind of how she had to be like a little pushy with him at the beginning of being like, dude, just let me help you out. Like I'm just trying to help mm. you out in any like above the table way that I can. Um mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I think whenever she was just like, No, you dumbass, I don't think it could make that <laughs> giant ass bike mark. Mine is in the first scene with the bench where he tells her that he's experiencing violent tendencies and she says, I'm armed, so I'll take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Uh, next, the uh, 90th moment of the episode. Welcome. You've got mail. Laura, do you want to go sure, first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, it would definitely be Mulder's cell phone. We don't see a lot of <laughs> cell phones so far, actually, in this show. And that's because cell phones are still pretty rare. Like, pull out antenna, like, undo flip, like, is like a full-sized phone. Just love it. Very classic early 90s, mm-hmm. mid-90s cell phone. <laughs> exactly. Mine is, mine's a bit of a stretch because there weren't a lot of 90s moments. But I, came, I kind of became obsessed with this moment. But in the scene where he's uh, doing the wiretap, there's a can of soda. And it says Shasta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like a, a fake brand they made. So it's like Shasta, but not. And I kind of forgot that Shasta existed. And I don't know if people still drink it, but to me, like when I see Shasta, I think of me as a kid going to the grocery store, which in Texas, it would be a uh, Brookshire Brothers. We went to a lot as a kid, which is like this local grocery chain that's more common in rural areas than it is in like cities. And if you if you go to them today, they still feel very 90s. <laughs> They still feel ancient. And so I just kind of read me of that. So the knockoff Shasta can is mine. Yeah, I did. I was in Aldi the other day and they had Shasta. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I also think I looked it up and I think the company that owns Shasta also owns Fago, Mm. which I guess makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Shasta is like the the national Fago. Interesting. Uh, Brett, what was yours? So I think my favorite 90s moment was probably like the framing at the beginning of like the whole Russian framing for it. Mm-hmm. Like we're still like the Soviet Union's collapsed. We're still we're still a little spooked by by the Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, who knows? Why are they off the coast of New Jersey? Why is there a submarine or why is there this ship? They're probably just going to like send out these 
fluke then and we're all gonna die and um exactly like this this <laughs> like the sensationless story that gets slipped under scully's door like mysterious death on a russian ship mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. totally totally so i think the the reason i chose this episode is partially because of the very iconic fluke man who definitely gets referenced later in the show too but like there's a there's an episode in like season four i want to say where <laughs> Mulder's like oh if you could change anything of, of like the past four years would you and she's like no i wouldn't change anything and she's like maybe that fluke man i could live without that <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's like a, a really iconic monster. It's one people think a lot about. And I think it's it's really interesting because it is the X-Files doing more like straight mm-hmm. horror, I would say, uh, where it usually is more sci-fi or, you know, thriller mm-hmm. yeah, kind of. I'd say this is a really interesting sort of like monster of the week body horror almost too. It's like body invasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really solid episode. I really enjoyed rewatching it. I think the Mulder and Scully bits are really Really solid because uh, of course I love Walter and Scully bits <laughs> but they're the show you know and uh, yeah so I really enjoyed it did y'all have any final thoughts on the episode I also really enjoyed it and then it like got me to watch two more episodes afterwards like, I knew I knew it wasn't going to be continued but I was like this is really enjoyable watching and like light watching and all I want in the world is something I can watch and be interested in, but also be on like, the same and like oh absolutely yeah yeah I feel like the X-Files was for that <laughs> Totally. Something yeah. you can have a good soft focus on, but still follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Is it back back when they made TV shows where they were like, okay, we're gonna we're we're just gonna know half of our audience isn't gonna pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> they had they have to be like ta- standalone stories. Or whenever you know? like people just had a bit longer than attention span. Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They didn't have phones. So they can just scroll Yeah, like they didn't need to check Twitter like 50 times a day every five minutes being like, oh, I haven't checked Twitter in five minutes. I wonder if anything's changed. It hasn't. <laughs> so, what's going on in the show now? Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good Monster of the Week episode. It's really good. Just kind of like general body horror horror episode the fluke man is really well done and really iconic um and then yeah a lot of like Mulder's kind of obnoxious in it but a lot of the side characters are really endearing like the sanitation workers are great which is like hell yeah like worker solidarity and sanitation workers provide some of the most like essential services in our society it was so interesting this episode took place in like a a, a realm where we forget about like we obviously know that the sewer system exists but it's like what's there's <laughs> There's a line in sports where it's it's like it's it's better if you don't know the umpire's mm-hmm. name or like you don't know the referee's name because if you know their name they're probably fucking up something and I feel like it's just a, a similar thing it's like it's the sewer system works best when you don't think about it but at the same end it's like you're not thinking about it you don't realize mm-hmm. how much how mm-hmm. crucial it is yeah absolutely I think with the like sort of ice apocalypse that happened in Texas in February um, it was a big it was one of those moments where it's just like oh we we are very aware of like how our water and electric electrical and our utility systems work right now because normally we don't really think about it but once you don't have them or like once something's pointed out it's like oh yes this is actually super essential (laughs) and important work Mm -hmm, totally uh and that is our episode this week we hope y'all enjoyed it and thank you so much to brett for coming on it was a blast thank y'all for having me uh yeah and uh next week our next episode i'm learning my lesson and i'm gonna have us watch the episode where we learn more about the source before i'm just like oh by the way this is the source (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna watch season two episode four sleepless and i don't think we'll have a guest because uh, it was very last minute (laughs) 
So it'll probably be a pretty chill episode, just me and Laura talking about Hell yeah. the episode. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth. If you would like to email us, we're condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. And again, if you would like to email us any questions, we might do a mailbag episode. Uh, so yeah, if y'all have any questions about the X-Files or anything, I guess, about us within reason, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feel feel free to email us. And yeah, thanks thanks again. And we hope you liked the episode. And we hope you tune in next week with us. Yeah. Uh, have a nice week. Bye. Bye. Bye.